0: This episode of the Memory Palace is brought to you by Progressive, home of the Name Your Price tool. You say how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. It's easy to start a quote. Visit Progressive.com to get started. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is the Memory Palace. I'm Nate Mao. A postcard from the Waldorf Astoria, May 19th, 1910. They started crowding into the express elevators at 10 o'clock bundled in their topcoats, puffed in their furs. Friends who had been up there earlier in the week had warned them about how cold it gets up on the roof. And besides, a little extra protection might be useful on a night when there was a chance that they might all die. Astronomers had been in heaven. They had trained their telescopes on Halley's Comet as soon as it rounded the bend on its 76-year circuit. And they had learned so much about it since then. Its relative velocity, its eccentricity, its aphelion, its perihelion and they had made two discoveries that had made headlines beyond the Academy. First, the comet's 24 million mile long tail was composed in part of cyanide gas. And second, for six hours in 1910, when the comet would be at its brightest in the night sky, that tail would envelop the Earth. Those things were in all the papers. That neither fact posed any but the very slightest, barely calculable danger to anyone at all was less widely covered. Instead, there were stories of pockets of panic from every corner of the soon-to-be-destroyed globe. Many were overblown. Supposed mass suicides in Hungary. Riots over the exorbitant costs of voodoo protections in Haiti. Others were true. The Florida man selling space on a submarine where people could supposedly be safe from the comet's rays. The miner in California who crucified himself, convinced that the end times were nigh. But here were well-bred and well-read Manhattanites, stepping off the elevator and into the most exclusive party in the world, knowing that the chances that that world might end were incredibly small, but still big enough to make the whole thing extra fun. So onto the roof of the Waldorf Astoria, and into the crisp night air, into its music and its French perfume, and its cigarette smoke. The women compared their new comet pins with their gold tails and diamond fireballs. The men got them comet cocktails from the bar. They'd smile at friends, at people they'd run into now and then at the symphony, or in the men's lounge after a squash game. Smile at anyone. Because to be here at all was to be someone worth smiling at. And just before midnight, when the planet first became entwined in the comet's tail, They could look out across the rooftops of their city and know that there was nowhere else on earth they would rather be. They could see the lights from other parties on other rooftops, at the plaza, and the Gotham, and the Knickerbocker, and the St. Regis, and the Astor, and the Belmont, and the Majestic. They can make people out on the observation decks of steamships churning the Hudson. They could see the construction site of the Woolworth Building, which someday soon would rise up to be higher than they were right now, but not tonight. They could look out to New Jersey, where the mayor of Woodbury had ordered the police department to make wake-up calls to make sure no one slept through the big moment. They could look down on the tenement roofs, and down on the people who lived there, people who read the rags that sowed fear to sell papers, some of whom bought so-called comet pills, sucked on comet inhalers, in the hopes that when morning came, if the morning came at all, they'd be the smart ones left to rebuild the ruined world. They could look out over the whole city, awake and alive, leaning out windows, craning necks, playing the This Could Be Our Last Night on Earth card on Reluctant Lovers, passing bottles between neighbors on stoops and fire escapes, dancing like there's no tomorrow, letting the kids stay up late, talking to strangers in the street. They could look out and see the whole world looking up.